Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuba. And yes, for the young. I'm Henry Larson. I am Francisco Segundolo. And you are listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are for our predictions video. I know everybody's been waiting in the live chat. I'm very, very sorry we're this late, though. We didn't mean to be this late, but we've been, we couldn't make up our minds, could we, JG? There's been some last minute changes on the GTL predictions, and I'm very, very excited to release my ones. We went through the reaction of last year's. This were abysmal well, predictions. I'm hoping this year, JG, I get this one a lot better. How about you? Well, a lot of our live chat and community have said we were being a bit harsh on ourselves when we was reacting and it probably wasn't as bad as we made out. Um, but just looking at last year's, of course, it was quite funny. I feel like we spent a lot longer on this one. And as I said, we are late because we have made a few adjustments. Me and Ben both value this episode so much and we encourage everyone to be listening right now to make sure to send your predictions in because... If you can put them in the comment section after this live's over, they will be there forever. And we can use that as a template to know exactly what you said. We don't want to hear Gene in, in February saying, oh, I had Djokovic winning the Australian Open. It's too late. We want to hear it now, right at the start. Everyone's ideas, make sure to get them in the comment section after this video is finished live. So how we're going to do today is we're going to be doing our ATP predictions on this one. We're doing our WTA one separately. Me and Ben have gone for our trademark predictions background with the yellow. Uh, and so for the audio listeners, apologies if you can't see it, but check us out on YouTube because you'll be able to see our great backgrounds. And we're going to be doing our top 10 from 10 down to number one. And then the four Grand Slam winners. Of course, the Grand Slam winners is the tougher of the two. 
And the key thing for me is to get a better differential. So if I can have like a, a variance, like I think last year's one, I can't remember, I don't know if you remember it. Um, but I need it under 100. I need to oh. definitely get under 100. I think the men's, men's. I set myself a target of under, all, under 50. I think we had. Yeah, we had 52 all on that one. So if we can get under 50, I'd be, I'd be very yeah, happy. Yeah, so I think under 50 on the men's, under 100 on the women's, that's a lot tougher. And that is my target for this episode. Well, um, not the standard customary beer for this episode. You'll notice I'm drinking a glass of wine for this one. Uh, not something I normally, uh, maybe it's just the, the Christmas spirit I'm getting into. Maybe a mulled wine, a few Christmas songs. Why are you um, drinking wine? Uh, one, there's no beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two, I just got offered it just like a minute ago. I was like, okay, I'll try a bit of wine. Don't really drink much wine. but uh, And I've got this one just in case uh, a little bit of a, oh, it's green juice. But as you can see there, you can't see it. So that's uh, the green screen working well. We've um, got Kathy drinking a glass of wine at home as well. Cheers, Kathy. King of Justin, how are we doing? Uh, Milan made it. Bob Anton, I'm glad you were late. I just come back home, so it's good for some. Ooh. We've got David Ince and the anticipation's killing me. Uh, Anya, Gary's in as well, talking about Zverev. Maybe Zverev's going to be high. Let's wait and find out. Uh, I think Gary's headed off. He tried to hang in there, but he's got to go. He's running ah. out of time. Listen, if you've missed us because we're too late, you can watch it on repeat. But shout out to everyone who is still up and so iconic. And can't wait for these predictions. Hello and hello to everyone in the chat. So let's get into them. This is GTL's ATP 2023 predictions. And we've got a PowerPoint special. I've done it in a bit of a hurry. It is the same layout as yesterday, as yesterday, as last year's, because I didn't have time to adjust the background. But we're going to stick with the purple. I think it looks nice on the stream anyway. It's nice. So let's go through. And this is where last year, just to fill people in, we both put Carlos Adkalaz in number 10. Yes. I thought that'd be a bold selection. He ended up finishing number one. So I'm interested. Did we, number one, pick the same number 10? And imagine if our number 10 this year becomes world number one next year. That would be weird. If, if, we, if, it if happens one of again. us gets our 10, or maybe we've got the same 10. And for those who are wondering, Ben doesn't know who I've picked either until right now. Um, I know, of course, because I did the PowerPoint, but Ben knows exactly who I picked for the women's one. So it's the yes. other way around. The other way around, yeah. We were sort of just doing that because it made it a little bit fairer rather than JG just knowing all of my picks <laughs> all the time. I get to know a few of his and he gets to be a little bit shocked or surprised at what I've been picking. I'm sure everybody's going to be uh, surprised and I've just thrown a few disclaimers out there. Uh, apologies up front if I'm going to upset anybody for these predictions. Well, you've upset me already. So let's get into it. Number 10, the ATP top 10 rankings. And it is an Ooh. interesting one, to say the least. <laughs> so like I've it. gone for Lorenzo Mussetti and Ben's gone for Nick Kyrgios. So over to you in justifying why Nick Kyrgios, the guy who never plays a full season, he picks and chooses, can't play on the clay. Why is he going to get inside the top 10, Ben? I mean, he's just changed, doesn't he? This is a new breed of Nick Kyrgios. I've never seen him look so upset as when he lost at the US Open and how much it actually meant to him. And he, his focus straight away was on the next Grand Slam as well. And I remember that 
interview really, really well. Obviously, he smashed up all his rackets. He was devastated after obviously losing the Wimbledon final as well. He did so well in two Grand Slams. And the next Grand Slam, he said, is Australia. And he'd be targeting that Grand Slam. I think he might, well, he might start the year with a bang uh, in 2023. He also said how he only really sees the importance in Grand Slams. And for me, yeah. if he only plays them... I think he'll you play need to, more. You need to do well in all of them. Roland Garros yeah. is not going to do well. I think he's going to struggle to get inside the top 10. I think he's good for the odd, odd tournament here and there. He was great last year. I can understand why you've done it off the back of that. But he's defending... Oh, no, he's not defending final Wimbledon points, is he? Because he's nope. got them. Exactly. So that's, that's, that is interesting. So, I mean, if he can get go deep in Wimbledon and do well in a few others, maybe another slam at the US Open, Australian Open. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a big pick because I don't think he plays enough. But... I'm all for it. My one's the the young gun, Lorenzo Massetti. We was talking about how Massetti and Alcaraz were on a similar page two years ago, maybe. And we both agreed that Lorenzo Massetti a little bit doing a little bit better at the moment, doing better in the big events. All of a sudden, Alcaraz turned that on its head. Now he's one of well, he's the number one player in the world. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Won a Grand Slam last year. I'm expecting Lorenzo Massetti to push on this year big time. He could be a lot higher than ten. I think I'm yeah. being generous. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm interested to see if enough. you've got Lorenzo Massetti in yours, Ben, because I think you're missing out if you don't have him inside your top 10. He's a young player, a hungry player, a player can play on all the surfaces. I worry about his mental for sure, but I think he can beat some big players. And well, I'm expecting him to climb. He's currently uh, 23 in the rankings. He's only 20 years old. I think he can definitely reach the top 10. For sure. I it, And this is where... I was saying to you beforehand, there was a big call for number 10 in mine, and it was actually between these two players, which is the craziest thing that we've both gone for these two players. Well, I've gone for him, and the other one I would have picked potentially was Musetti as number 10. So I haven't put him as 10. Oh, I've so you're giving 10. it away. So Ben's announced Musetti is not inside his top 10. He's not, but maybe he's 11. Eleven. <laughs> I don't know if we can, but there we go. I think they're two good picks, though. If I'm perfectly honest, I think that if Kyrgios has another good Wimbledon, which I think he will personally, and I think that he could have another great. If he has a good Australian, U.S. Open, and Wimbledon, I think we could see him in the top ten for sure. Yeah, we've got John Silk in the chats, and shall hey. we mention the Ons Maria prediction? We'll save that <laughs> for the women's one. But yeah, John should be doing a video of some kind just discussing how great I am at predictions because he got that one wrong. I said to him, we made a bet on the stream that Ons Jabir will finish higher than Maria Sakri. It came true. He kept going big on Sakri. So did Ben, to be fair. Ben and John completely love Maria Sakri in all the brackets. And they have this weird thing about Ons Jabir. Listen, Ons proved everyone wrong, including Ben and John. So I'm very happy about that. And I still think she's going to do the same next year as well. So the bet's on if you want it again, John. Uh, but let's stick Ooh. to the men for now. Number nine. <laughs> and we have, I've gone for another Italian, Yannick Silly. You've gone for Felix. Yeah. Well. Um, it's like the photo I chose. <laughs> yeah, I know. He looks very uh, debonair in this one. It's a very good modeling uh, pick he's got. Felix, I feel that he's well within his right to be in the top 10. Uh, he already is there at the moment. He's obviously very high at the moment after a, a run of tournament wins. Will he keep it up? I think he'll maintain a good or better consistent level this year. But I still, 
I'm still not completely convinced because we've only seen him more good on indoor hard court, really. So wait until the, the beginning of the year. I could be proved wrong. I bet a lot of people have got him a lot higher than me at nine, though. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think Felix is a good pick, but maybe a little higher. Yannick maybe. Sinner, we've been putting him in for the last maybe two years. I think every year we've done it, we've had Sinner inside the top 10. He's never done it. Finished last year in 15th. Mm. Or maybe the year before he did finish in 10th. I, I think, think he did. He dropped yeah, down. Just. So the first year we got it right. This Last year we finished 15th. He's a bit lightweight for me. However, one of the best matches of the year was Yannick Sinner, Carlos Alcalaz. Definitely. It was an incredible match. Highest level I've ever seen. Five Just, hours, 20 minutes. Not the highest level I've ever seen, but the highest level I've seen with two youngsters playing in some yeah. time. I mean, since sort of Nadal, Djokovic, Federer. Like, yes. it was really good. And Sinner can, can achieve great things. It would so If he plays well and plays consistently without any injuries and is fit, he could finish third. Quite easily. Second. I mean, I, mean, I don't think he'd be top number one, but he's going to be... If he plays loads of events and is fit, he is technically so good. So I'm happy that Sinner's going to be there. The reason I put him low inside the top 10 is because I just don't think he plays enough. And he's just a bit lightweight. He's going to pull out of so many events with a bit of an ankle pain or a blister. He's too lightweight for me at the moment, still. Yeah, I'm, he did have some great matches against Alcalaz, though. And you've got to think that if that's the new world number one and he's running him close, if he can get this mental right, the same as Alcalaz does, I think it's more than beyond the realm of possibility that Sinner will be inside the top 10, if not higher, for sure. Next right. up, number eight. And this is where you had Rafa last year, I believe. I think so. Or seven or eight, around that. Where's he this year? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh he's back there again. <laughs> Sorry, so Rafa. So you've made, you've made an error last year by putting Rafa so low. <laughs> so you thought, hmm, I know what to do. I know what to do. I'm going to put him in the same spot. I'm going to have him in eighth position. I've gone for Felix. We've mentioned him a second ago. I've put him a, a place higher than you. I think he's going to do very well in one event. Uh, we'll find out later which one I think it is. <laughs> but Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, Rafa in eighth. I mean, what's going on, Ben? Um, I know I had... Twice my... in a row as well. Like, what's wrong with you? Why I've you got so different reasons for both times. Like, last time he was on crutches. This time he's defending tons of points. Why do you just admit you don't like him? Oh, Love when Rafa, you come out you and know, say you just don't want him to do well, it's not me. I just feel that maybe it's the best thing for Rafa is me. I feel like I motivate Rafa Nadal to play his best. I saw you. You don't. <laughs> I think I might because me putting him so low in the ranking this year pushed him onto one of his best years on tour. I swear, and playing some of his best stuff ever from a losing position at the Australian Open. It was quite incredible. Had me shocked, but so, so prove me wrong. Then? Is he going to struggle in the Australian Open? I think he may, maybe a quarterfinal, drop some points there. Then maybe, well, we'll have to wait and see for Roland Garros to see if I have him winning that or not. Um, and then will he play many tournaments now? You've got to ask that question. Like, How many tournaments will Rafa play? Um, you were the one saying, I don't think he's going to really be playing that many slow around the court. I listened to JG. He's got wise words. And I've sort of taken everything you said into consideration. You're saying you think he was done at the end of last year. So, or this year, sorry. I'm talking as if we're already in the next year already. But I think done's a bit extreme, but I definitely saw 
a like shift in the way he was. And he looked sluggish. very tired and sluggish and very unlike Rafael Nadal, to be honest. I saw, like I said it on the stream, he, he's kind of got old tonight a little bit against TFO, US Open and sort of mm. then onwards. It can creep up on you fast. He definitely looked a little bit different the rest of the year. Maybe it's just a bit of fatigue, of course, a, a lot kid. going on with his wife and a kid and other things going At on. Nights. He's not getting any younger. And that's why I can understand what you're saying. I'm not sure if he's going to be producing the same results as this year. That's for sure. It's hard to. I mean, It's hard to replicate that. And I'm a bit concerned about the way he looked at the end of the year. However, it's Rafa on the doubt. I think eighth is a little bit disrespectful. <laughs> not going to happen for me. Um <laughs> I'm interested to see also what David's saying. He does have a lot of points to gain uh, because he didn't win any Masters. Yeah, if he chooses and he to does play well the in the Masters. Masters. I mean, if Monte Carlo. Yeah, um, but, well. He's uh, got them ones he's Rome, quite good at. Rome, he could Rome. be playing as well. He could be playing in Barcelona. It's not a Masters, but it's still another 500 event that he does win regularly. Stuff like that, but... I don't know. You sort of got in I my head a bit. I don't know what John's saying. I didn't say he's finished, John. John's making this up. I think he's doing it for headlines. <laughs> Typical journalist doing it for headlines. We know what he's like. Standard talking tennis, that is. Standard talking tennis. Can't have that. Listen, I never said he's finished. He just got, he looked old to me after that match and I was a bit concerned. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Just but let's move nights. on to the next one. Number seven, I've gone for Casper Rude. So that would mean that Rude's going to drop a little bit. Um, currently a lot in of third he's defending quite a few points he's played an awful lot of tennis as well I think it's going to be hard for him to repeat sort of Grand Slam finals what twice yeah that's insane Max. I'm not sure if he's getting to two Grand Slam finals again and I'm not sure if he's going to do so well in some of the Masters and of course he's great at all the other events as well he just picks up points I think he'll drop off a little bit but still have a good year he's a consistent player he'll stay inside the top 10 I don't think there's a chance Rude drops out of the top 10 um, but yeah, I'm going to stick with seven. I've got Alex Zverev in there at number seven. We're still yet to know how good he really is going to be next year. Obviously, I was seeing a, a bit of his tennis that he's been playing this exhibition. He looks like his serves back already. So uh, it won't be long until the rest of the game follows, I'm sure. I think Zverev, always a threat. I just don't, I don't see him being... Well, I can see him going deep in a couple of slams and maybe having a good a couple of good masters. He's not defending many points. I think he'll, he'll be all right. Why do you not think he's going to do well? The last time you saw him, it was probably the best we've ever seen Zverev. Is he going to be at that level again? Yeah, but how long does it take to, him to get He's back? not going to be. Is it? I don't know. A, listen, that's, you're it's making hard. a prediction. That's what yeah. we're doing here. So it's your prediction to... is he's not going to be at that level. I don't think so. Maybe another year and they'll be back. Okay. Let's go to number six, and this may uh, surprise some people. <laughs> number knew. six, I've actually gone for Rafael Nadal. So Ooh. I am staying true to my words, a lot of people, what people are saying, because I do believe that. I think he has. He's definitely getting older. That's what happens in life. Every year what goes by, you get older. I think it is catching up on him a little bit. I still think he's going to be good for the odd vents here and there. I don't think he's going to play loads. He's not going to play enough to get inside the top numbers. I think he's going to want to be at home a little bit more. And that's yeah. the stuff and bomb of it. I mean, he's achieved everything, the guy. He's coming towards the end of his career. He's going to start slowing down now. It's sad to say. I still think he's got some real big victories left in him. 
I still think he's one of the greatest players in the world right now. I'm not talking about like in the past. I'm talking about right now. He's one of the best players in the world across any other surfaces. You could even throw grass in there. He yeah. can beat a lot of them so-called grass court players. He's incredible, Rafael Nadal. He'll always be my favourite player. Always be the reason I got into tennis. I love the guy. I hope I'm wrong and he's higher. I'm being realistic. My prediction is he's going to be sixth. Is that why his name's a little bit smaller now than <laughs> Alex and it shrunk it down a bit? No, I think so. it was just a format. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I've got Yannick Sinner. So not that far off mine. Eighth, sixth, it's fairly close. Um, maybe mine a little bit more disrespectful, but I don't think Rafa will play that many. I think that he will be focusing mainly on just trying to get another slam under his belt. Yannick Sinner for me, I think that the most impressive thing that he showed in 2022 was how much better he is at Grand Slams. I know that he is a little bit frail when it comes to like like the normal tournaments that we've seen, like Masters events, things like that. But I was actually impressed by him in Grand Slams this year. I thought he ran Alcaraz super, super close in that match. Could have gone either way. Djokovic match at Wimbledon. If you'd have beaten Djokovic, who knows what could have happened at Wimbledon. Stuff like that really makes me excited for a big uh, season for Sinner next year. And I think he has like a one-on, one-off style like at the moment. And he'd had a, a good one the year before. He didn't have a good one this year uh, in tournament wins. I think next year, a good one again. So this is what I think it goes like that sometimes. We've got John here quoting me. Maybe this is real, maybe not, because we know the journalist, journalistic aspect of John Sill <laughs> saying after Rafa's lost at the US Open this is what I said he's a bit past it it's hard to say it's more than just tonight big I'd uh, have to verify them words however think, I do think if, if you're being totally honest I think he's past his best I think Reuters and... quoted that one as well <laughs> 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 Yeah. I, listen, I want him to. Be, I want him, of course, to do well, John. What What do you have, for example? Are you yeah. going big? Yeah, I'm interested what you guys saying. Put your one, prediction John. in there, John. I'd love to hear it. I think six is being. I think it's being reasonable. That's what I think. And let's go inside the top five now. Move it on. Yeah, here we go. So this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. It's just he didn't just even change past, it, isn't it? He didn't change it from last year. <laughs> I just, I mean, he's just a number five style guy. He finished fourth this year. He'll just be fifth next year, I reckon. I just don't see him pushing on to that next level. I don't see him falling outside the top 10. He's just going to be fifth, pretty much. I, I'm totally on the same page. I don't even know much more that I can say. I think he's that good that he can beat pretty much everyone except for a few of the people. And he, and in the big in the big moments in finals, he just isn't quite there against the big players. Sadly, I think the, the well, the first time he's probably going to win a slam, it won't be against somebody really big. It'll probably be he'll get there against somebody smaller, maybe like a Casper Ruud, like when Carlos Alcalaz has come up against. He's probably somebody he could beat. But unfortunately, until then, I think he can win Monte Carlo, probably, and he could probably win some other clay court events. Could probably even win some grass court ones as well. But still... Not for me, not not at the top of the game just yet. It's not bad, though, is it? Being the top no. five player in the world, Amazing. I mean, you can't be critical of it. These are the best players ever. And to be number five in your discipline across anything is an incredible achievement. So shout out to Sister Pass. I know he gets a lot of hate at times. I didn't like his comments he made towards Rublev towards the end of the year. 
did you calling him a little bit one dimensional? Did you he hear said, what he said that came out after? He's that. come out and he's apologized since. The right did thing you see to what, do. Did you why he said it though? No. Oh, but the reason that he said it, he said I apologize to him now, but he said the only reason that I got him well i was trying to get him to play differently in his next match and it was like a tactical thing he only said it to try and like anger rublev to play okay. his next match differently so it was like a psychological why would that affect him why does I don't he know. to lose the next match he was out of the tournament i think he wanted him to play better against uh was it casper rude or something he was playing next i think that was his tactic he wanted him to play better against the next opponent so yeah, strange. strange. I, I didn't like that from Sissipas, <laughs> and he's done some questionable things for sure. Yeah, but weird year. Great player. <laughs> uh, could do well in a slam or two this year. Mm -hmm. He's good on all the surfaces. So win one, maybe. Interested yeah. to see what Steph does. I'm I'm happy with my prediction of five. Yeah. Just going to the live chat. So we've got David there saying the Dow's healthy. No need to underestimate him. You've got Hinny in saying Pucker, the usual Pucker <laughs> in the chat. Pucker. <laughs> Cheers. Um and John in saying it gets worse, JG, talking about Rafa. Oh, no, what listen, other quotes are there? No, I think he's talking about his prediction. That's what we're oh, asking. No, he said it gets worse. <laughs> what have I what have we got? Oh no. It said after this is probably you again. I think he's just saying there's more that you've said that he's quoting you on, which is bad. Look, this journalistic mind. Do you want to read it or are you gonna go in there? So after Rafa's lost at the US Open, this is what I said. During the commentary, you, or during talking the commentary, you, Ben said me. he could come back tonight when you're watching something unfold. He's not all right. He's not coming back. Yeah, he's not. And he didn't come back and he lost. I mean, in the match. He didn't come back against... Yeah, I was talking about the match. I didn't mean come back. <laughs> what, I mean, he's going to come back. Do you, I know exactly what I was meaning. Ben kept going on about... misquoting you. You're misquoting me, John. It's terrible what you're doing. Well, I said Rafael Nadal will not come back into that match. Ben kept going on there laughing with David at the time. And it was winding me up going, Oh, he'll be all right. Oh, it's Rafael Nadal. He'll be fine. He's going to win this one. Not even doing the commentary thinking he's going to come back. And I said to Ben... Can you not see what's unfolding here? Rafa's going to go out. He's not playing good enough. I didn't see it. I was blinded so, yeah, by this. Radio. Exactly, David. That's in the context of the match. That is absolutely oh. disgusting talking tennis. And I'm not reading out any more of your comments. Oh. Uh, next up, number four. So number Ooh. four, I've gone for Novak Djokovic <laughs> to finish in fourth. And Ben's gone for Holger Rune. So we've got David asking about, is Holger Rune inside your top 10? You've gone for Holger Rune in fourth. There he is, the big man. Uh, ended the year strongly, and I think that he will have a strong next year as well. I think uh, I was looking at Carlos Alcalaz as well, and this was something I was doing with Lorenzo Musetti. Uh, Alcalaz last year won his first ever ATP title. This year he won five, and one of them was a Grand Slam. That puts into perspective how quickly you can grow as a tennis player at that age if you are top, top level. Holger Luna has proved he's top, top level. I think that there could be big things for him in 2023 based upon how he's done at the back end of this year. Yep. Uh, Djokovic, there's a lot of points to be gained for him. Certainly, he didn't play many events. Yeah. I just think we're going to see... A few surprises. I think a lot of people think Djokovic walks onto the tour this year. Oh, he's got a full season. That means he's going to win everything. No, nope, it's not going to be mm. like that. I think we're seeing a changing of the guard. 
I said it last year often. This year, I'm anticipating a lot of young players to do very well in some of the Grand Slams. And I think that could mean Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, maybe going out a little bit earlier in some of these events. Ooh. And we're not expecting it. I'm saying it now. I'm a big Rafa fan. It's just how I feel. The big three, no longer the big three, only the big two left playing. They're not going to do as well in the slams and the masters as what we all anticipate this year. I saw it towards the back end of last year. I see the new kids coming through, looking good. I think we're getting to a new cycle in tennis, just like football. Watching football right now, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's coming to the end. You can yeah. see him on the bench. He's been kicked out of Manchester. He's struggling to play for Portugal at the moment. It's a changing cycle. doesn't mean he's not a great player. He's one of the greatest players to ever play football. He's coming to the end. Lionel Messi, he's still doing it. But he's not got that pace like he had before. He doesn't have that turn of pace on the ball. He's, he's, a diff, he's, a, he's changed his whole game and adjusted because he's so clever and so brilliant at football. But yeah, it's not the same Lionel Messi. Is he going to be great next year? We'll have to wait and see. It's just it's the way the sport goes. It's the way world the, the world operates. You have people who dominate and then they come to an end. Sadly, we're coming to an end of a tennis cycle. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I've got I've still got Nadal and Djokovic inside the top ten, at however old they are. What's it? Almost what thirty seven they'll be. Yeah. So with the bad, statement with the statement that you made, that Djokovic thirty six. That be. we'll probably see them both going out early in Grand Slams. Who do you think's more likely to go out early in a Grand Slam between those two? Depends what Grand Slam. Silly question. Australian Open? <laughs> Someone wants a title. Someone wants John Silk to clip me up. I'm not falling into that, mate. We'll save that for Australian Open chat. I'm trying. I'm trying my best, John. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know. It depends how I feel in the moment. But right, I can't make that call right now. It's too early to say. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. how I feel is I think we're going to see a change of the guard. I like that you've gone Holgrune. I don't think he makes the top 10. I have him outside, outside the top 10 this year. But... It, we are going to see some new players coming through, so I'm all in favour of it. So let's number go three. to number three. Well, there he Daniel is. on the clay, his favourite surface. <laughs> like great picks. Well, he's getting better on the clay, so there's always points to be uh, to be had for him uh, at Roland Garros for sure. Until he manages to get to a final, I think that this year he he will look back and just he'll be probably saying good riddance to 2022. He'll be looking at 2023 as a fresh start. I think there's lots of points on offer for him. I think that he's going to have a much better 2023 and he'll be winning events and he'll be going deep in slams. And yeah, it's going to be a good year for Medvedev next year. Much more better or much better on the tour. Much more better. Much, that's yeah. not for good English. Just much more better English. Yeah, cut, brilliant. Cut, cut that. <laughs> Another no, <I> agree, wine. <laughs> more wine, please. I agree. I think Medvedev is going to be... John. <laughs> I, listen, I can't say anything to you because I've got the same number. and I think he is going to do better than this year. It was a appalling year, really. He won one event. He won nothing big. He didn't do very well. Medvedev, you can only think that he's going to get better and improve. John's here. Another quote. This is what I said apparently about Rafa. Unfortunately, we've seen the best. It's mounting the injuries. Such a momentous night tonight. We've seen the best of Nadal. Yeah. Have, who, who disagrees with that? That's more fair, that... Uh, I mean, who who would who would disagree that we've not seen the best of Nadal already? 
Granted, he might be able to produce some crazy result and some big results yet. And I still think we've got a big moment in him in his career. But we've seen the best of him, definitely. And if you dis- if you don't think otherwise, then you're delusional. We've seen the best. We've seen, well, he's done everything. Surely the best what can't be can yet do? to come. <laughs> the Imagine best. the best is yet to come and he just wins every single match this year. <laughs> like bagels slam. everyone. I mean... Calendar year slam. <laughs> When's the Olympics? When's that one coming up? I'm interested in it's that. It's in one. Paris, isn't it? Like yeah, that's year, what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I know. We've got some time. We've got some time. Oh, well, anyway. I know, a bit longer, isn't it? Every four years. You 24, know. is it? The next one? Yeah, 24. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got, we've got some time. Maybe you'll take, uh, take some time off and uh, get ready for that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. He won Lost Cabos. That was the only event. Woo! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nori won that one. Um, is Norrie inside your top 10, Ben? Might be two or one. We've not seen him yet. Might be. He's Mr. Consistent. Okay, who is your number two? No. There's my number two. It is Novak Djokovic at number two. Sorry, Djokovic fans. He has not made number one. Reason being, I think he will be just focusing mainly on Grand Slams. Uh, he'll have a point to prove, but I think all he's after is that Grand Slam race right now. He just wants to get ahead of Rafa. That is his sole focus. I don't know if he'll be playing that much tennis, and that's the only reason I'm not putting him at number one. I'm knocking him down to two. Why is he not going to play a lot of tennis? I don't think he'll play as much as people think he'll play. I think he'll be very strategic. So he's not going to play all the Masters and Grand Slams? I'm not sure if he'll play all of them, though. He'll play all the Slams. Masters, not so sure. Why? Why wouldn't he? He always does. Doesn't need to. What do you mean he doesn't need to? He doesn't need to. I don't know if he'll be going deep in those. uh, They'll just be like little warm-up tournaments. Just like when we see Rafa just turn up and he's like, well, I only played like a couple of games, but that's fine. It's enough just to warm me up. I don't think it's going to, he's going to need a full tournament. He'll just be solely focused on those slams and staying fit and making sure he's fresh for those two weeks just to give himself the best opportunity. I believe there will be some slams for Djokovic in 2023. Yeah, my one probably shocking quite a few. Alex Zverev, of course, bad injury last year at Roland Garros against Rafa. I thought he was playing some exquisite tennis at times. And Rafa at Roland Garros is the greatest ever thing we've ever seen in tennis. It's incredible. So good. And yet he matched him and probably was better than him until the injury. So... Zverev, for me, is shown that he can play on any surface. He can be yep. one of the best in the world on all the surfaces. He can beat Novak Djokovic. He can beat all of them. He can beat Medvedev. He can beat Sissipas. There's no one he can't beat. If he gets it together, plays events, gets back to full fitness, he's not defending many points because he didn't play loads towards the back end of the year, certainly, which he excels at, by the way. I can see him taking the the the, the tour finals, which is extra points. I think he's literally just got the whole... On indoor hard court, he's the only player who can really beat Djokovic along with Medvedev. And yeah. quite frankly, that's a, he's going to I think he'll win the tour finals and he's going to do and have a really solid, consistent year. So I'm going to be going for Zverev, number two in the world. If he gets back to how he was playing before he got injured, I think he could get number one. <laughs> that's my personal opinion it's, it's not outside the realm of possibility he looked incredible I've not seen him play like a, a man possessed before but against Rafa I didn't think I'd ever see 
tennis close to the the match when Djokovic was sort of playing him in that incredible match. And I just thought that was next level. Zverev was nearly reaching that type of level of playing Rafa. He's a good player, Zverev, when he's on. Seriously good player. Solid. We watch so much. We watch tennis all year. We do a podcast. We cover watch-alongs. I've seen an awful lot of tennis the last few years. And there's not many who reach the heights as Zverev, I can assure you of that. He does shots you don't see other players do. He's got a great serve. Gets it together. He's He can do it, for sure. And he's career high as number two as well. I don't think he'll make number one. Not yet. But I'm sticking with number two. So we've got JT and saying, just reveal the number one. <laughs> we know it's Cam Norrie. Are you ready to reveal Cam Norrie? Yeah, let's do it. It might be Andy Murray. You never... <laughs> just quickly, though, before we do, I just want to announce. So from Ben's, we are missing Carlos Alcaraz, number one. Casper Ruud, who's currently number three. We're missing Andre Rublev, currently number eight. Fritz, nine. Hercatch, ten. Not seen Buster in there. Or Norrie. Or Berrettini. Or Chapeau. Or TFO. Who is your number one, Ben? One of those players, let me tell you. It's going to be one of those players. So, but basically, this is the craziest thing. Ben does not have Alcaraz or Ruud. One of them players who is currently one and three, he did not make his top ten. Yeah, one of those players, Alcaraz or Rude, one of them is not. Well, in I think the top we know 10. who it is. <laughs> yeah, we've there both he got is. <laughs> yeah, goes from strength to strength. I feel. Um, I don't. Even though a bit fortuitous to be at number one, I still think that it was on on the horizon anyway, uh, and it's just happened a lot sooner than he even expected. Think that there's just even bigger things coming in every year that goes by for him. To be honest, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I'm just surprised you didn't put Rude in there. I think that's a big one. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah. But with Carlos Alcaraz, he can do everything. He played Wimbledon for the first year, first time this year, and he looked okay as well. Yeah, not bad. He's only going to get stronger if he takes if he takes his tennis up one one level. He'll be number one definitely. He's already hit number one. I think he can get some big results over Djokovic and Nadal this year as well. I say this year, 2023. I know. It's it's still at the end of 2022. <laughs> but this, oh, this year, I was going to say again, 2023, <laughs> Alcaraz is going to beat every single player inside the top 10 at least once. I mean, it's, and at big moments. It's He's already done it this year. I, I don't doubt it. I, I'm, we're both he's the one massive. to beat. Both massive fans of him. I mean, the one thing that he has above a lot of those other youngsters is that desire. And that's the one thing that I think Holger Luna and is... the drop shots. Well, the drop shots are just next level, aren't they? I just Even that shot, that the, the shot round the back that he did, like, I mean, it's one of the shots, like, best shots I've ever seen. To, to, and wasn't it on, like, break point or something? He saved or saved match point with, like, a sh- shot round the back or it's just... He just does stuff and then he gets the crowd going and he's just got, he's just oozing charisma and just good like energy. The crowd feeds off him and he feeds off them. And it's just like everywhere he goes, you just think this is another superstar just on the court. This is, we step aside Djokovic and Nadal and Federer. Here he is. And I think he is here to stay uh, at number one, end of 2023. Yeah, so that concludes our top 10. If you want an overview, mm. I'm sure people are wondering, this is the total wow. prediction. So I've got Adkaz Zverev, Medvedev Djokovic, Sissipas in five, 
Nadal, sixth. Rude, seventh. Felix, eight. Sinner, nine. Massetti, ten. So I've got a real young bottom half, actually. Yeah. It looks... Well, we both don't have Rublev in there, which is interesting. And yeah. I mean, consider- Rublev for me was 11. He's or always going to be... Fritz, Fritz and Rublev. Fritz and Rublev are just the ones just outside the top 10 for me. I think Rublev... I don't know why. You know, like I was saying with Sinner, he can have a year on and a year off. I feel like they're doing it in an exchange where this year, Rublev actually won, I think it was four tournaments. Yeah. But I think next year, he's not going to win that many again. Yeah, and I, I think, think Sinner will win the ones Rublev won. <laughs> it's like, only one ginger just, can win. <laughs> yeah, only one ginger can do well. I think Sinner would take the Rublev uh, limelight. Yeah, for sure. But some interesting ones in there. Let us know what you think of those in the comments section. Which ones are... Did you have and which ones uh, are you disgusted with as well? Which ones are out of those ones do you really grinds your gears when you look at it? Well, I'm going to give one for you, which grinds my gears, and you can give one for me. So, my one's very ov- obvious, and it's Casper Rude. Uh, TNS says Rude has zero points to defend at Australia. He did bad at many of the Masters, zero chance he drops out. I think it's yeah. crazy you've not put him in your top 10. I know. It's really I crazy. I think it is a terrible Silly. prediction, and I'm embarrassed that you're my co-host on Game to Love. Well, so what do you have from my side? Slightly harsh there. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. If John Silk would like to step up, I'd rather him, is, is even with clip, his fake news and terrible, <laughs> terrible quotes. Um, well, your ones aren't particularly out there, so it's hard to really go. go. They're a little bit boring, if anything. Um, I feel like you've swapped onto my sort of normal kilter of a bit boring predictions, and I've gone a bit more out there. in there? Yeah, I mean, Kyrgios is probably... be boring when I say the lowest person ranked right now is Massetti, and I've got him in my top 10 out of all of them names. Oh, how much? What's he next to with Kyrgios? Who have you got who's not in the top 10 already? I mean, not many, mate. Well, no, where's you've gone for the most boring group what? ever. You've got you've got Casper Rude in there. He's already in the top three. <laughs> Come on, he's been two Grand Slam finals. I've got, okay. the, I've got. I think he's dropping points. That's why I just thought he might have a bad year. He might not get as far in slams. I've ruled. I, I keep on disrespecting Casper Rude and not. And he keeps living up to the bill. And that's the thing. I even did it in the World Tour Finals again. I had him as my pick. I didn't think he was going to go far. Then he got to the semi-finals, And it was just... It's, it's disappointing that I'm not giving him the respect he deserves. But I, there's other players that I feel that will step up higher than he will when it comes to like a, a slam. I don't know. This year. Not last year. I thought he surprised me in slams. I'm not sure if he's going to surprise me in 2023. For me, the only one that will probably bug everyone is Djokovic at four. I think probably most people will probably have him higher than that. Okay. Make sure to give us your predictions. I know we've got some in the live chat right now. Wait for the stream to end and you can put it in the comments section below and then they'll be there forever. So we'll be able to go back to them in a year's time and have a laugh at how wrong John was. So John's gone for <laughs> Adkaz one, Djokovic two, Nadal three. Oh, God, he's getting late, isn't it? Uh, he's got Felix three as well. I think he's had too many drinks. He's got weird numbers. Oh, I mean, why have you got two this? threes in there? This is so you got two threes. You got talking tennis. I've got some shambolic. Fritz fourth. Zverev fifth. 
Sinner sixth, Rune seventh, eight sister pass, nine Medvedev, temp chapo. So he's got eleven players inside his top ten. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, I let us know that. in the comment section below afterwards. So make sure you copy and paste them. Maybe just change it to ten. So let's get on to our Grand Slam predictions. This is uh, terrible. So anyway. Grand Slam prediction time. We know what Grand Slam comes first. It's Ben's favourite. He hey loves waking up early for it. Oh, Down no under in Australia. Who do you have winning? Is Djokovic going to be there this year? You've told me he's definitely going to be there. I mean, he has to be there. That's the main thing. And for me, after the way he's been playing, I think he's just been... Looking so good. I don't know if anybody's been looking as good as Djokovic in the back end of this year since he wasn't allowed to play the US Open. But look at JG going big straight away. Well, it, ben, for our audio listeners. Al Kalaz is JG's Australian Open winner. Is that a winner? Does he beat him in the final or something like that? Is that Would that be a or well, semi? Just please announce it, Ben, first. So oh, I've sorry. gone for Carlos Adkalaz for the Australian Open. Ben's gone for Novak Djokovic, Australian Open. I have indeed. So uh, explain it. A lot of, that's a very popular one. We've got Marko in going Djokovic. Uh, Mac also going Djokovic. He wasn't allowed to play last year. Ben anticipates he's going to be playing this year. I agree with him. And he's going to be winning it. I don't agree with that. I don't think he, I don't think he wins it. I'm not sure how the crowd deal with him there either. I think there's going to be a suit of some weird reception. I think that there's going to be enough supporters there for him. He's the nine-time champion. Do you he's... reckon he's going to be extra motivated because of what happened? Oh, most definitely. He is going to be Is there no raging. chance he loses then for you? There's always a chance. I mean, anything could happen. We saw like if he plays somebody like a, a Medvedev in top form, that's a player who can really, really challenge him. And even someone like Zverev, maybe even Alcalaz, maybe even Yannick Sinner. Who knows? Yeah, David reckons this is fuel to his fire. So let's yeah. get on to the next slam. This is one I really like. I'm really interested in this one because I can't and... wait to see who is going to be winning <laughs> the well French Open because it's definitely not Rafael Nadal, as JG confirmed. Uh, Vamos, vamos, Rafael Nadal, come on, on the clay, the greatest player to ever do it, Rafa is winning Roland Garros, I don't care what anyone's saying, he's going to win Roland Garros and and win another one, he's going to get another one, and I said there's one big moment left in his career, it's going to be this one, he's going to win Roland Garros. Right, well, I'm going to echo what you said, me not having Rude in my top 10 is an embarrassment as a co-host. You not sticking to your word is an embarrassment as my co-host. And Djokovic Nadal not winning a slam this year. He's gone against his word. He's lied to you all. He's pulled the wool over your eyes. And Rafael Nadal appears as a Roland Garros champion. I've gone for Carlos Alcalaz to win his first ever French Open title. 15 Roland Garros titles, as Oli Paton, one of my favourite GTL members, says. What a great number it is. 15. I think he can get to that number this year. They've got Milan reckon Steph takes Roland Garros. I was close, actually, to go Steph. 
Could, if, could happen. I think, I don't know. But I'm sticking with, of course, Rafa and the Dow to win it. Next slam. So this is Alcaraz's second slam. Wimbledon. So Wimbledon time. I wonder if you've gone for this one, Ben. Oh, Ooh, it might be a shot. goes. Oh, <laughs> no bad. And this is no a left. shock. <laughs> it's not really. You set it up earlier. This is a shock. So Ben's gone for Novak Djokovic to win Wimbledon. I have gone for a new Grand Slam champion. I've gone for Felix Orja Aliassime to win Wimbledon. I think he's brilliant on the grass. I think he's proven that he's a good grass court player as well as hard. He's going to win it. He is going to win Wimbledon, Ben. Maybe. I'd, we'll wait and see. It's No, I really believe it. I think he's class. I think out of like... He's probably up there in the top four, maybe five grass court players. Top four. Onto, yeah. I'd say Berrettini's up there, Kyrgios, Djokovic. He's definitely up there with them. So does he have the, the bottle for a, a Grand Slam final though? Well, That's the question. Felix is class, man. He's had such a good year. He finished sixth in the overall rankings. 22 years old. There's no him. reason he can't win a slam. <laughs> he's he's winning a slam. He's winning a he slam could. next year. And I think it's going to be Wimbledon. That's his best chance, as long as the serve's popping. John said I have him so low on my rankings. I didn't have him that low, did I? Did you have him as like eight? Ninth. Well, ninth, was it? Yeah. I, thought, I had him ninth, I thought. You think you had him eighth? Oh, I had him eighth on my rankings. Yeah. That's still I mean, possible. It's not that low, is it? You can, you can win a slam win. and finish eighth, can't you? <laughs> yeah, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Um, oh, anyway, on to the next one. Final yeah. one. The the US Open. Alcaraz won it this year. Yeah, yep. but it's still in 2022. I'm getting confused again. Who do you have winning next year? Yannick <laughs> Sinner, for me, wins the US Open. And you've gone Sasha Zverev. To be US Open champion again, Big just kept shout. it the same as last year. <laughs> it's down. Not changed it. <laughs> I'm not changing this prediction. I yeah, thought well, Zverev was winning the US Open last year. Never played it. I think he's winning it this year. This year's winner was Alcalaz. <coughs> this tournament can throw up first-time winners, as we know. And Sinner was five hours twenty minutes into a match with the eventual winner. I think that it was that close. He was playing that well. If he gets better in grandstands, if he has a good uh, Australian Open or French Open or even Wimbledon again, maybe he'll be on good course to have a really good US Open. Maybe he gets his first one and this is the year of Yannick Sinner finally. Yep, I think we get a new slam winner at the US Open next year. Sinner, it's tough. Could happen though if he has a nice route. The draw is very important the US Open. Let's see who gets a nice draw but I'm sticking with Zverev. And a lot of people now are all coming to me, getting very angry because I've yeah. not got Djokovic winning <laughs> a slam in 2023. I did say, like Ben said, I don't think Rafa or, Nada- or Rafa or Djokovic will win a slam in 2023. Roland Garros is a bit of a weird tournament. I mean, he's just so dominant there. It's hard to look past him. He can be at 70% and still win it, 60%. I think you're swayed by your own bias here too much. You don't want Djokovic to overtake Rafa in the slam race, so that's why you're just trying to... He's not going to happen. I've already told you and John. John, supposedly a tennis expert, he come on there and said, 
Djokovic, yeah, we, we went. I think he had Rafa finishing on twenty slams or something, or twenty-one yeah, he slams. Had him, he didn't have many, Ter- just wrong. Had just him retiring really at the end wrong. of the year or something. Really, really <laughs> wrong. I am not like that. I thought Rafa. I, I know that Rafa's going to end with the most slams. I hate to say it, guys. He's going to end with the most slams, and it's going to make it always very interesting because I don't think people can ever really say Djokovic is the greatest because Rafa's going to end with the most slams. That's my oh. opinion. I'm happy with that. Based on my predictions, Djokovic will be at the top of the slam tree come the end of 2023. Yeah, I knew you would as well. So Djok- <laughs> we're going to have Djokovic on how many slams? Two. So he'll go above Nadal in 2023. So, Okay. Well, there you have it. That is our ATP predictions. Ben's got Djokovic winning two slams this year. I've got him winning none. Ben's got Rafa winning none. I've got Rafa winning one. And then we've got a few new new slam winners in there as well. Ben's going big on Holgerune. He's discluded uh, Rude. And I've gone big on Massetti. And I've also gone big on Zverev. So that's just some interesting summaries and talking points from our ATP predictions. Carfax uh, in saying JG's gone for four different Grand Slam winners for 2023. When was the last time that happened? I don't know. When was the last time that happened? Yeah. Probably not for a while. Happen, though. Um, anyway, that concludes our ATP predictions. We went on far longer than what we thought we would, 50 yeah. minutes. So let us know your predictions in the comment section. That's important. Not in the live chat, in the comment section after we finish our live. Make sure to put all your predictions because then they're recorded forever. So we've got them. Uh, we will be doing a WTA one. Yes, Kathy. Probably not now, to be honest. We yeah, may have to do be... it another day because this one went on too long. Um, I don't maybe know. Monday or Sunday night or something I don't know like if that. tomorrow's possible at all. Sunday night, maybe? Tomorrow's yeah. not. No, that's... Or Saturday? Completely... Maybe Saturday night. Maybe after, after England. England. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to feel after that match, to be honest. If we England win, <laughs> I reckon we'll do it. If England lose against France, he might be a yeah. bit low. But we'll try our best. And the last one, which I always forget to show, is this one. Thanks for watching, everyone. Make sure, hit the like button, subscribe to Game to Love if you're new. We love you. I know you don't always love us, but we still love you anyway. So please hit the like button, subscribe if you're new. That is our top 10 predictions. Go check out Talking Tennis. He is nice sometimes. And yeah, we will be back hopefully very soon for a WTA predictions. It was a fun one. I'm happy with my predictions. I think I'm going to beat you again, uh, like I always do. And yeah, roll on WTA and roll on the season. I'm really starting to get excited now. Once we've done our predictions, I start actually then getting excited for the next year. You know and I think we've, it gives well. us something to really get behind and cheer. I was thinking earlier on today, uh, I was looking in the calendar and I was just thinking, oh my word, the Australian Open's not far away. Those late nights and early mornings are coming back round. Prepare yourself, everybody. It's going to be a roller coaster of a January. Certainly is. Anyway, thank you, everyone. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you Sunday for the WTA predictions. Remember, put your one below in the comment section. Thanks for watching.
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.